Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we're back for another Friday morning show. Chris, before we get into anything, though, start us off, as we always do, with the weather. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny 89 with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny 77 with a sunny weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is raining and showers 43 with more rain and snow sunday and in new york city it is raining 66 with rain throughout the weekend and we have annie lee here with us to report on the weather for us <laughs> what's the weather in our area why thank you annie that was very fast very insightful <laughs> well we've gotten through another week i can't believe it's friday to be honest uh chris i don't know about you but this week for me has absolutely flown by um, it's been, it's been honestly productive, very busy on my end of things. We're into the, you know, we're into the 10th week of my semester right now and things have definitely picked up. So weeks are just, just flying. This week's been very nice, Nick. Um, weather's been beautiful. Um, yesterday I actually ate lunch outside, which that's the first time in a minute. So that was yeah. nice. Right now I'm looking out. All the trees have no leaves on it. Blue skies for miles. Well, we're into that point here, especially in upstate New York, where things get very, very confusing with the weather. Like, I I was looking at the weather for next week uh, yesterday, and in a three-day period, I saw it was going to go from, I think it was 48 to 56 down to 45 as, as the high temperatures for those three days and that's kind of just common at this point so we're seeing some nice days we're seeing some very very cold and frigid days but overall it, it you know kind of that nice and yet confusing new york november seasonal temperatures are above normal so i'll just take it yeah definitely no arguments for me on that but one. I, I do have to say that first snowfall that we've reported of the year is happening in chicago today yeah yeah it's crazy i know it's that time of year where snow is starting to fall and and where things are kicking into that you know that winter stage but i don't know i've been enjoying no snow um but unavoidable i suppose you know what nick i agree with you winter's here whether we like it or not, so are the holidays, whether I like it or not, I'm <laughs> still in denial about it, don't want to talk about it. So we're not gonna the holidays about are great. The holidays are fantastic. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, come on. Get into the holiday spirit. No, the holidays are traumatizing. Enjoy them with me, Chris. How am I going to enjoy them with you if we don't live anywhere near each other just feel the holiday spirit i can guarantee you it's probably not gonna happen like the most i will do is probably put the christmas lights up in my bedroom that's it i don't even care if i don't have a christmas tree up this year don't care about the turkey all i'll do is cook myself a nice thing of stuffing and eat it in my room like america intended All right. Well, Chris, that all sounds just fantastic, but we have a lot of news to get into this morning, so let's kick it off. 
So we want to go over the temporary injunction imposed by the Fifth Circuit of Appeals on the OSHA vaccination or testing requirements for workers at companies with more than 100 employees by January 4th. There are two facts that you need to know about this injunction. First, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals where this case is currently being heard is not the Supreme Court. It's not the same thing. The fact is this isn't the fact is this isn't the only appellate court hearing cases like this one. The Fifth Circuit is just one of at this point six appellate courts with similar challenges from more than 25 different states and lots of private companies and unions. The second thing you need to understand is the Fifth Circuit Appellate Court has three judges on a panel. They have all issued a temporary injunction on the implementation of the OSHA's rule under emergency temporary standard. And this does not mean it's thrown out and the injunction simply means a judge has put a pause on the implementation of the rule until the case can be litigated and ruled on. When several petitioners are challenging the same rule in several circuits, the cases are ultimately consolidated into one circuit through a process known as the multi-circuit lottery. Under the system, a petitioner who filed a case within the first 10 days of the OSHA rule being published and then follows certain procedural steps gets its circuit entered into the lottery. After the 10 days, a panel based in Washington, D.C. conducts a blind lottery and chooses a circuit at random to ultimately hear the case. Once the circuit is decided on, all the cases get transferred into that circuit, and we haven't reached the 10-day mark yet, so we just need to wait and see what happens. Ever since the injunction on the OSHA vaccine mandate, there has been lots of questions about how it will affect you. There are three different federal COVID-19 vaccine orders that impact three separate groups of workers in this country and may impact your employment. The first order is the OSHA emergency temporary standard that we all have been talking about. Second, there is the executive order the president signed on September 9th for federal workers and contractors. Third, there is the CMS mandate for healthcare workers who work in facilities that get money from Medicare and Medicaid. All three of the mandates I just listed are completely separate and independent of each other, and all three also may include an exemption for religious or medical reasons, however, those may not be granted. The only one that is on pause is the OSHA emergency temporary standard that says companies with more than 100 employees must be fully vaccinated or submit to regular testing by January 4th. This is the only one that is making its way through the appellate court system as we just explained. The status of that court case has nothing to do with the other two mandates. Hey guys, just a little bit of an editor's note here because it happened after the recording, but there were lawsuits filed against the CMS mandate as well as the mandate for all contractors. Mind you, that is not for the regular federal workers, just the contractors. 
And that is the update we have to give you on that. Please enjoy the rest of the show. The second mandate the president signed on September 9th saying all federal contractors must be vaccinated against COVID-19 with no testing option. And federal workers currently have until November 22nd to be fully vaccinated and contractors have until January 4th. The federal government workers union is currently asking the president to push back the deadline for federal employees to January 4th. So it mandates the contractor's date. The last one is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services vaccine mandate a.k.a. the CMS mandate. The mandate impacts about 17 million workers and says all eligible staff at the healthcare facilities that participate in the Medicare and Medicaid programs must be fully vaccinated by January 4th with no testing option. If the OSHA rule gets permanently put on hold, that has no impact on the other two mandates. If this is all very confusing to you, head over to Medium on the article talking about all the mandates, there is a table breaking down all three mandates on what you need to know in separate columns so it all makes more sense to you. Moving into travel and after a year, the international travel ban was lifted in the United States. That means that travelers from 33 different countries can enter the country as well as people being able to cross over the land borders with Canada and Mexico. If you want to enter the U.S., you must show your vaccination status. There are a few rules that you need to understand. First to note, though, these rules do not apply to U.S. citizens, though all U.S. citizens re-entering the United States must provide a negative COVID-19 test. If you are unvaccinated, then that test must happen within one day of your travel back to the country. For all international travelers coming here by plane, travelers must show proof of full vaccination against COVID-19. And that means two weeks after your final dose of the approved authorization vaccine from either the FDA or the World Health Organization. Travelers can be from foreign nations like the 26 Shagan nations in Europe, China, India, South Africa, Iran, Brazil, or Ireland. In addition to the vaccination proof, all travelers coming into the United States must show a negative COVID-19 PCR or antigen test within three days of travel and must provide contact information in case of a outbreak. There are some vaccine exemptions for certain air travelers. The CDC says if you're under the age of 18, you do not need to show vaccine proof, but you do need to show a negative COVID-19 test within three days of travel. If you show a medical exemption or entering with a visa, or even a country with limited vaccination availability, you also don't need to prove a vaccination status. If you're traveling through a land border for non-essential purposes, you are required to prove a vaccination, but you are not required to show a negative COVID-19 test. Switching gears a little bit here and a little update as to where prices are at right now. Milk at the grocery store is up 23 cents. Beef is up 66 cents. Gas on average is up $1.23 per gallon. Car values are up 26%. 
As you can tell, the supply chain issues are still not fixed and ships are still waiting off the coast, just waiting to unload, despite efforts from state lawmakers and the president. Tuesday, the White House announced another plan to possibly fix the supply chain issue before the holidays. Last month, the president addressed the supply chain issue, and here's a clip of us talking about uh, what he had to say at that point in time. First, turn the port of Los Angeles into a 24-7 operation and keep the port of Long Beach open. It has been open 24-7 since September, and 40% of our supply comes through one of those chains. Adding overnight operation, the administration hopes that it will speed up the unloading of those boats. Secured guarantee from International Longshore and Warehouse Union to staff that 24-7 operation. Adding the private sector to the mix. Walmart, UPS, FedEx, Samsung, Home Depot, and Target have all committed to expanding their round-the-clock operation to move these goods. So what is he going to do about it now? The White House points to the $17 billion specifically earmarked that recently passed the infrastructure bill to improve infrastructure at coastal ports, but the money is going to take a while to start flowing. So in the meantime, the White House has announced $243 million in grant funding in the next 45 days for port infrastructure improvements. In 60 days, identify $4 billion in consumer construction projects at coastal ports, at waterways for the Army Corps of Engineers to tackle, and $3.4 billion investments to upgrade obsolete inspection facilities that have key ports of entry within 90 days and finally begin the department of transportation's competition for the first round of port and waterway infrastructure projects within 90 days the other issue is the ports trucks and terminals and trains as a whole that make the nation's goods pipeline operate are mostly from private companies. The supply chain issue has been building for years and the COVID-19 pandemic did not help the issue at all. Then add on top of that the fact that the nation's ports, trucks, and trains are handling a record number of goods because of consumer demands. But this congestion and soaring freight costs are driving prices higher for consumer goods in several across the country for all Americans. The issue doesn't seem to be getting any better either. A new labor statistic says back in October, wholesale prices were almost 9% higher than a year ago. Speaking of labor shortages, travel is going to be up this year for the holidays. It is estimated to fly for Thanksgiving. It will be over $300 each way and Christmas. If you book now, it will cost more than $250 each way. Experts say the longer you wait, to book, the more expensive it will be. Now getting into rapid news, and Zillow is dumping tens of thousands of properties. And if you want more information about this, Chris has written an article about it over on Medium. President Biden is having a summit coming up with Canada and Mexico. This will be the first summit since 2016 with the three countries. And one million. 
five to 11 year olds have gotten their COVID-19 vaccine and 700,000 more have an appointment. Nick, what do you have for this morning? Good news on this wonderful Friday morning. All right. So for today's story, I have a bit of a celebrity story. So there is a girl who works in a bookstore in New York City, and she's a huge fan of Jennifer Nettles. Now, if you don't know who this is, she is uh, a singer for the country band Sugarland and is now currently uh, starring in the Broadway show Waitress. Well, this girl, like I said, was a huge fan of Nettles, went to the show's eight different times and nettles actually took notice and actually um you know she was seeing the tweets that this girl was putting on you know twitter and everything about her and was in new york city for a show and decided to pay the girl a little visit and there was a video of this and it was just absolutely heartwarming the girl literally as soon as nettles walked walked in the door the girl knew who she was and just basically slid to the floor in tears just so happy and they were able to get pictures together they talked for a while and then um nettles actually shared the video later on her instagram um saying that it was an absolute pleasure to get to meet the girl and that like the surprise was just amazing to her as well um and so just like a, a nice little heartwarming story between celebrities and fans i honestly love this one it put a smile on my face Believe it or not, Nick, this is probably not going to surprise you, but I know the band Sugarland, and I love them. Same, same. I so, used to love them. So, you know, if anyone from that band wants to hit me up, come visit me. <laughs> you know, stories like this are so cool because, obviously, you know, Jennifer didn't have to take the time to go meet this girl. She didn't have she didn't have to take the time to stop by. You know, she could have just treated it like another fan and just, you know, let it be what it was and just kept going on with her life. But no, she took the time, paid this girl a visit, made her year. I can only imagine made her lifetime. That's something I was that gonna this say, girl no, will never forget. Life. That's that's um, a moment this girl will never forget. It's just truly amazing. And, you know, it's always things like this that amaze me because, you know, celebrities, their, you know, DMs, their comments and all that, they're always flooded. Yeah. And it always amazes me how they can always pinpoint the one person, you know what I mean? And then make their year. Like, people get thousands of comments. How do they find just this one person? You know what I mean? It really is amazing, and then, you know, beyond finding a person to really um, to really surprise like that, you know, it has to be the right fan, because people write nice comments and stuff, and they'll send messages and everything, but sometimes it's just kind of like a half-hearted type thing, or it's just like a typical fan reaction. But to notice that this girl has been in the audiences, to notice that, you know, she's putting these tweets up and these posts up on social media... And, you know, is truly just an absolute fan of her. And then, like you said, to pinpoint that and then make her year, make her lifetime with a with a moment like that, it's incredible. Well, excellent good news story, Nick. Thank you. It's a perfect time to have a celebrity good news story because there's been some celebrities in the news currently that are not getting the greatest uh, 
PR stunt, if you will. <laughs> so thank you for that good news story, Nick. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on BBP News' Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news. Follow us on our personal accounts to see what we are up to. Check out Medium. But until Monday morning, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.